0: Good morning, everybody, uneducated economist here. So i got a few articles I want to share with you guys, uh, mainly talking about the disruption in the supply chain. And this is really where I feel that most of the impact to the economy is taking place, not through the banking system, not through the monetary policies, but through the lockdowns that have taken place preventing the economy from functioning in any kind of free fashion. I don't know, like there is no such thing as a free market. So it's hard to describe what it is that I'm trying to say here. But when you lock down the economy, you really disrupt everything that could have possibly have taken place when it comes to what should have been a normal um, bankruptcy. I mean, I don't know how else to kind of put it, but that's what it is. There should have been a clearing out of the dead undergrowth. There was a forest fire taking place that was gonna burn out all the bad debt. And it was covered up. The pandemic pretty much covered up all of it. And China is still using it today. And this is like, this is where it's like really hard to try and like describe to people that I'm not focused in on Ukraine, Russia. I'm not focused in on the political atmosphere that is out there. Because those are not the things that I feel are pushing the economy in the direction that it goes. What I feel has taken place is that we are coming to the end of the line of a debt-based currency. And now you can really see the effects of it through the ideas of like the Cantillon effect. And so when you have like countries like China that are relentlessly locking down. Why? Like they are the only people in the entire world who are this stubborn about it. Why? They're locking down their manufacturing. They're preventing manufacturing from taking place. And then over here in the United States, we severed the supply chain. I mean, completely severed it in every way like crippled it in many fashions people like we're talking about the trucking industry and how it's purposely done like in california how like all these old trucks couldn't be used you know just for an example i mean you can go into many examples on how legislation has pretty much prevented the supply chain from functioning in a more efficient manner it was done on purpose why and so these questions is what really comes to my mind is like, what has taken place here? Why is China so adamant about preventing the manufacturing from taking place? And why was the United States so adamant about shutting down the supply chain and preventing that from functioning right? And when I get to thinking about the Cantillon effect, it starts to become more clear to me. It's all about new money coming into the system. And when that new money comes into the system, it starts driving up prices. And when it starts driving up prices, It starts forcing people into foreign imports and that foreign imports, that luxury is really where the problem starts to begin. And so when you look over at China and you see them shutting down their manufacturing, are they really shutting down the manufacturing because they're worried about getting sick? Or are they worried more about bringing in that constant new money coming into the system and driving their people into luxuries, which is really causing the problem there in their country? I mean, that's hard to, to wrap your head around, but that's really what the case is. They're trying to prevent what happened here in the United States. We used to be a manufacturing powerhouse. What happened, right? We manufactured more stuff and lent more money to the world than anybody else in history. And that has completely reversed roles. Now we borrow money and we import more from everybody around the world. We're the biggest debtor nation in the entire history of the world. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah. During the times when we were a manufacturing powerhouse, we produced all the quality things that everybody wanted around the world and they sent us their money. And what did we do with it? We started moving into luxuries. And when we're moving into luxuries, we found that foreign imports were cheaper than the domestic manufacturers. And so we started driving in ever-increasing amounts of foreign imports and driving out ever-increasing amounts of domestic manufacturers. Until we eventually got to the point that we had no new money coming in from domestic manufacturing, we had to borrow money. And now we borrow money from the rest of the world, and we buy their stuff. Now think about it. If we do not have new stuff coming into this country, we do not have an economy. We are a consumer-based economy and we do not produce stuff. We don't produce enough stuff. So without China manufacturing and sending that stuff to the United States, we don't have an economy. Think about this, guys. This is a situation that I have been trying to describe for a long time. And the articles and the description of this video are showing it to you right now. You're going to find going into the future that there is less imports coming into this country. And when there's less imports coming into this country, we're going to have a less of an economy. That's going to be when the real shortages are going to start taking place. See, right now, people don't... They look around like I was... uh, I was sent an email yesterday... And, uh, the gentleman was shown his local Walmart and it is just completely stacked with containers full of inventory places, just stacked with stuff. And he's not the only one people reporting on this all over the country. That inventory is just completely loaded at the big box stores. This was from the over ordering that had taken place during the pandemic. When they severed that supply chain, panic started taking place, panic buying. And I was describing this. I was telling people, you know, this is what's taking place. People are panic buying. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy that is taking place right now. That as people panic about the idea that they are not able to get their stuff, they will start ordering more of what they need in order to acquire it. If they are being allocated, you're going to, you know, you order 10, you get three. You're like, oh man, I need 10. I'll order 30. I'll order 35. Next thing you know, all these orders start coming in and people didn't want that much stuff. Nobody wanted that much stuff. And now here it is, all that stuff is coming in. And the orders going back to China and all the rest of the manufacturers, they're going down. They're locking their country down because of COVID, right? Talking about China and their manufacturers. No orders, they're locking down. That's the manufacturers. They don't produce that stuff. They don't ship it over to the United States. The United States doesn't have an economy. That's, ugh, what are we gonna do, right? We're not gonna be able to produce enough stuff here in the United States to have an economy. If you do not have people borrowing your money, that's new money coming into the system, and you do not have stuff to buy from somebody, then you don't have economy. You don't have an economy. I mean, I don't know how else to describe this. So all this idea that they're gonna bring excuse me <clears throat> all this idea that they're gonna bring back manufacturing to the United States, it's gonna fail. It's not gonna work. I mean, it might work a little bit as long as you can subsidize it. But there's always going to be cheaper foreign competition that is going to drive out the domestic manufacturers. And so long as people continue to go into luxuries, which is the real problem, then the Cantillon effect will always be at play. People will... I mean, the only way to stop it is when the new money comes in for people to live as frugally as possible and to save that money and reinvest it back into production and to not buy into luxuries. Won't happen. Uneducated economist, you guys let me know.